You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Having a baby can be the most wonderful, yet terrifying, stressful, and amazing thing someone can do. Individuals and couples that make this life-changing decision do not go into it lightly, and it's not uncommon to fall in love with a baby that hasn't even been born yet. Parents map out their lives. They can already see them being happy babies, toddlers, teenagers, adults, and parents to their own kids. That's why pregnancy loss can be so crushing. It can feel like pulling yourself and your partner out of the ashes of that life that you have imagined. Today, we're joined by Theo and Brittany Fascinoli from Out of the Ashes 5K. They're here to talk about um, the pregnancy loss and how the 5K is helping families through some of the most difficult times in their lives. Uh, Brittany and Theo, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having us. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, just general question. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, I'll let you go first. (laughs) Gentleman thing to do, right? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, well, I am Brittany and, uh, we've been married for six and a half years. Um, we have two kids here. Um, Tessa, she's four and a half and Seth, he's almost one. Um, and then we have two um, babies in heaven. Um, one, uh, Hannah, our daughter, who would be a two and a half now, and James, a son that would be uh, one and a half now. So um, I'm a graphic designer, um, and I do a lot of the design and marketing for Theo uh, for his business that he owns. And so it's a good partnership for him um, that he gets <laughs> That's he gets awesome. to benefit from my skills. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll just leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Theo. What are, what are the nice? Uh, would tell us about your business and uh, a little bit, a little background. Yeah, so, I, know. Um, I own. Uh, it's called Carolina Closing Gifts, and so we sell um, clothing gifts to real estate agents, lenders, builders. And then also thank you gifts to kind of any small business owner. Um, and gotcha. so our whole business model is about appreciation and retention um, in in small businesses, just helping them out. So yes, I lucked out with having a designer <laughs> marketer <laughs> for well, <that's> awesome. <laughs> well, and the nice thing is that my wife works in our business. Um, they can't really quit, even though she tries. Right, exactly. And she's tried to get fired too. I feel that deeply. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you can't. I mean, you can't. <laughs> Why can't I? You can't. <laughs> anyway, well, that that's cool. I I I, I love people who are entrepreneurial entrepreneurial in spirit and uh, and and see that through. So um, yeah, so um, twice, right? Tough, yes. tough, uh, tough journey. Uh, share with us what you will about that. Yeah. So in um, October of 2019, um, Brittany went with our daughter, Hannah. Um, we actually didn't know it was a daughter at the time. We didn't find out um, gender with our first, which was Tessa. 
Um, so we went the same course with um, Hannah as well. And um, she was 29 weeks when um, she felt uh, it had been about 24, 36 hours and, um, since she had felt movement. So um, it was a Sunday night when she kind of first expressed some concern to me, um, like, hey, do you think I should reach out to the doctor? It's been, you know, a little bit of time since I felt the baby move. Um, and we, I kind of reassured her, I'm sure things are okay. Let's just, you know, sleep on it, wait till the morning. You know, if we don't feel anything, then we'll call in the morning. Um, <clears throat> And so unfortunately on, on, it was a Monday, October 21st, um, she was still alive when we went to the hospital, um, but she quickly passed. And that's when we found out it was a girl and it was, uh, we had named her Hannah Kathleen Fascinoli. And so she had passed around three o'clock that Monday on October 21st, 2019. And then they induced Brittany into labor um, and two days later, she um, we got to meet her, see her. Um, obviously, she wasn't alive at that point, but she, you know, uh, Tessa, our daughter, got to meet her, hold her. My parents, her dad, wow. got to hold her as well on October 23rd. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that whole um, string of events just, I think... For me, I was trying not to be paranoid. And I think I, I see that a lot of times with pregnancies and other people, just like you don't want to like do all the things that are you're scared of everything because pregnancy in general is is always scary because um, your body's doing something and you really don't have much control over um, what happens in there. And so uh, when I stopped feeling as much movement, I did, I was like, I'm sure it's fine. Like, I'm trying not to be paranoid. I'll just like wait it out and then call tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, that's something that kind of haunted me for a while and just wishing I had gone in earlier. Um, but just wrestling with, you know, the reality that I couldn't have changed, um, what happened and that it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my body's fault. Um, just th those are the kinds of things that kind of go through a woman's mind after pregnancy loss. Um, and then a year later, um, we, or a little less than a year later, we got pregnant again. Um, and I was, it took me a long time to want to get pregnant again. So um, I think that just like that process of like the, it was an early loss. Um, we lost James, which we found out was a boy um, after some genetic testing, um, but we lost him around eight weeks. Um, and just even just those eight weeks of pregnancy is very stressful after mm -hmm. loss because um, you just are uncertain um, about the whole process and how long it feels. Um, so I, I had a missed miscarriage. I went in at eight weeks and there wasn't a heartbeat. That was um, my first ultrasound. So I had a DNC after that. Um, and we had our first, second. First race. First race. Um, <clears throat> ten days later. Ten days oh after, after we had after yeah. I had the oh. DNC. With wow. Now that's. I mean, how you were. I'm always fascinated and humbled by people that are able to spin 
just, and I don't use that term derogatorily, that, but how they are able to turn on such incredibly devastating personal events and spin those outwardly and positively to benefit others like that. How did you summon the courage to do that? And how on earth did you manage to rally in 10 days to do that? Holy cow. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, I'm, I'm, I'm asking that legit. Like how, and how did you find that? How did you yeah. find that? Um, so we planned the race obviously before, um, before the second pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, I, I think you want to talk a little bit about the race and like why you wanted to. Yeah. So I think shortly after, um, Hannah was born, mm -hmm. we always kind of joked my oldest daughter, she's, um, not really athletic at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. The, the she's jury. very smart. <laughs> yeah, she's very smart. Very pretty. Um, oh, and I was I was a runner um, in college, so um, hopefully y'all can still. Yeah, I was a runner in college, so I always wanted you know a kid that might you know might go that route. Um, and so when Hannah was born, one uh, she looked actually a lot like our daughter Tessa. But one difference was, you know, her lower body, you know, as much as you can tell from a baby was a little bit more muscular than our daughter. So I always kind of joked like this was probably our, our runner. Um, and my mom even had the same thought when she walked into the room to meet Hannah. She said, wow, she looks like a runner, you know. Mm. So for whatever reason, a couple months later, it kind of that's when out of the ashes 5K was was born um, from that experience and kind of those comments of thinking you know what's a way we could honor hannah um what's a way we could come along with other people who have gone through you know similar journeys and losses and that kind of idea sparked so i think when we lost james um you know all the pieces were kind of already happening you know we were already mm -hmm. committed yeah. 200 people were already signed up to come <laughs> yeah. 10 days later. So it was, it was almost as if, you know, it, in a way it was a good thing because it was a way for us to, you know, uh, not only grieve Hannah, but uh, begin the process of grieving, you know, James, even though it was an event we were hosting and putting on right, right, a yeah. lot of healing in that event, I think that first year for us too, so... And I think to like the, uh, the ability to relate on a totally different level to a lot more women, um, or a lot more families mm -hmm. of just going through an earlier miscarriage and experiencing a DNC and all of those things, it, it would just, it was another level of, um, of connection to a lot more people, yeah. um, I, you know, I, we did connect with some families after Hannah, um, just having gone through a stillbirth. Um, we didn't know anybody personally. Actually, I think we knew like one family from like, uh, that I grew up with that mm -hmm. had been through it a couple of years back, but we didn't know a lot of people. And so I think after losing James in that, in the way we did, I think it was, it was a way to connect with a lot more people in our close knit community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I, yeah, I definitely think it was, we, we believe that it was the Lord that kind of orchestrated those events and 
and we had we were forced to go right into um, this race and have a way to process and grieve um, alongside the community. So. Yeah, a miscarriage, you know, is uh, happens one in four families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and where a stillbirth is more one in one sixty. Oh wow, this, golly! Uh, miscarriage is a little bit obviously more common, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, either one of you have running backgrounds. I mean, the you know. 5Ks are, are a great way to bring attention to and, and promote a cause and to, to raise funds. But uh, you guys, uh, runners yourselves? Yeah, so both uh, different ways. So I um, actually ran, I was a sprinter at Winthrop University. Um, I did the decathlon and the 400 meter hurdles. Um, but before uh, college, I actually was on a cross country team in high school. Um, so I, I was a sprinter, right but I also yeah. always enjoyed the, the 5k. It just gets more intense in college, right? You have to do like yeah. a 10k in college. <laughs> so I was like, if we would have kept it at a 5k, maybe I would have done it. <laughs> and, um, I didn't really do much running until my adult life. Um, and post college, I picked up running, uh, with some friends and I did a couple of half marathons and I would find some five and 10 K's to do. Um, I haven't done really any of those, uh, in several years, but, um, but a five K is, it's a fun like community event. Mm -hmm. Like sure. there's always like, I don't know, there's something about it that doesn't feel intimidating for people who aren't mm -hmm. really runners, but it's a great thing for the running community too to come and get a new time or experience mm -hmm. a new route. Um, or, you know, just come with their running friends and experience it. So I think there's a 5k is really versatile. Like yeah. it, it just offers something for a wide range. Yeah. So, so tell us about the event and tell us what the reception has been like and, and what folks can expect. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say our, um, you know, our 5k is unique. It's in the fall. It's at night. So it's a candle lit. 5k um there's lighting kind of throughout the course it's in a neighborhood so um the feel and the vibe is is that right the, of kind of just running through a neighborhood at night with some other people um and we also have a walk component for people kind of just getting you know started or not necessarily a, a runner and both have the option of being interactive so um pregnancy is three trimesters, you know, 5k is three miles. Um, so each mile represents a trimester. Um, so there's, you know, tables along the route that runners or walkers can stop, um, light a candle. We have lanterns because we do um, a lantern release mm -hmm. at the end of the event that they can write, you know, a family's name on or a baby that they might be running in honor of or walking in honor of and then those lanterns are released at the end of the event so yeah it's a really i think um it's just special um place you know whether it's just you're you're coming to run your best time because it is a great flat pretty flat course and it's at night in the fall or whether you're coming to kind of run or walk your first race um it you know it, it holds a special place uh, most people know somebody mm. who has lost a baby um, yeah. you know or struggling with infertility as well yeah. yeah so we and we like the the symbolism of it being in the dark um with 
kind of light throughout um, because there is, you know, it can be a very dark place if you're struggling with infertility or if you've struggled with pregnancy loss. Um, It's a very dark road. um, And a lot of times you're doing it by yourself. So this event is a way to kind of experience that darkness together and have people come around you. And then throughout there's, there's places of light and then we're experiencing. And then at the very end with the lantern release, it's just a really powerful like symbol of all of these children that we're able to honor their lives. And this is a place that we hope that people who have experienced pregnancy loss can come and be the parents of those children. Cause they may not be known as the parents of those children. They're known as the parents of the kids that are running around, you yeah. know, but mm-hmm. not, not the ones that they've, they've lost. So this is a night where they can be parents to those kids. Yeah. yeah I always say it's special, you know, cause it's the one place where I get to be Hannah and James dad. Yes. Um, and known as mm-hmm. that as well. So. It's awesome. It's a, it's a very touching story. Yeah. And I, I just, um, I can't, can't imagine going through that and, and, those that haven't, I don't, I don't think can imagine. I, I have a couple of, uh, close friends who have experienced, um, this and, and it's, uh, you know, one recently and it's not easy and you just, you never know what to say. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like there's, there are no words that can make it better. That can make you feel better. That can make it go away. And you just like, I, I'm sorry is I, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. really, the limit and if there's anything i can do to help please let me know but other than that it's like it's tough and so you know maybe for those who who are out there and um have a friend or somebody they know who is experienced what 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 are what are things that like okay when people say this it really it kind of crosses a line that gets into like um being hurtful or condescending or whatever, or, but if they would just say this, it it, like, I I appreciate those kind words. So tell us how to navigate that for those of us who, who are really on the outside and would like to say something, but don't know what to say. Yeah. And I I love that question. Thank you for Um, asking that. Yeah. 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 I would say first, you know, just a little plug for the race, you know, that that's, that is a goal. Uh, we have a lot of people who come and run in honor of a friend, even if their friend doesn't come. Um, and that can be really special and meaningful for a friend or a family member who has lost. Um, you know, our first year I had my, um, my brother has had a couple and his wife have have a couple miscarriages and, um, they didn't really talk about it. And for this race, I sent them a little something, a little t-shirt for the race and everything. And even though they weren't necessarily planning on doing it for themselves, um, it ended up being really healing for them to just hear, Hey, somebody, somebody sees this acknowledges and knows that you know, the pain is still there, even if I'm not talking about it. Um, so just a little plug for the race too, but then but that can be a way to support. Um, yeah. And more specific to the, to the comments. Um, I think one, th- one, one comment that we heard a lot, um, would be like, 
at least you're still young um, oh and you know <sighs> you have time on your side yeah, or um, yeah I mean and people really do mean well or they're yeah. they're in their mind racing to figure out like mm-hmm. what what would make them feel better um, that's not it um, another, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another line is you know it was probably meant to happen or something could have been wrong with that baby you know like or you'll have more or, you know, those kinds of questions mm-hmm. or comments that what their meaning is, there's light on the other side of this tunnel. Um, there's hope, but what they're saying is this life, you know, the grief that you're feeling over this life, how it feels is, is that they're saying that one isn't, you don't need to worry about that life because there's, there could be another one coming, you know, yeah. like those kinds of those kinds of thoughts. Um, I think something that could be helpful is we love when people ask us about Hannah, um, like saying her name and it not being that like, sorry about, you know, that thing that happened or, you know, for, you know, that hard time in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. actually saying like, you know, I've been thinking about Hannah. We'll have some friends that will still text us, you know, saying, oh, I thought about Hannah today or I thought about y'all or or what did Hannah look like? You know, th- those are questions that might make someone else feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But the parents, you know, they they like to remember that baby, um, you know, like what was that pregnancy like? You know, acknowledging that I was pregnant for a long time. Um, I went through a whole pregnancy. I actually had a birth story, um, you know, asking about things like that are are really like Mm -hmm. helpful in acknowledging the reality that like I went through a pregnancy and a birth and had a daughter and we still talk about her and remember her. You're not going to make us sad because those things we're already sad, you know, you know, we're sad that she's not here. So I think just the, the fear of like, Oh, I don't want to upset you. I don't think that that's a reality because mm-hmm. we we've dealt with the grief. We just want we want to still yeah. remember her, and we love that you remember her too. So her her spirit still lives, right? And spiritually, yes. she is a a live spirit, and it it's just you know it's she didn't yeah. So talk as if because she is. Yes, because she, she was is, here. Right. Yes. Yeah. So and we still talk about her as a family. Our daughter yeah. Tessa still talks about her and we'll raise our son to know about her and James um and just the significance of their lives. So You know, I remember all- in a and I love how you opened by introducing your children and I, the first time I was ever exposed to that I was I was a young adult and somebody was talking about herself and she said I have I, I don't remember how many three kids um, here and one in heaven, and it it kind of surprised me when she said that because I had never heard that before, mm-hmm. and and I thought about it and I'm like that is that is just so true and and the fact that she continues to include as part of the family her loss, you know, and mm-hmm. and I, it was the more I thought mm-hmm. about it, the more beautiful it was that like that's that's your family you have four kids right that and that is a very tough question after loss that is very trivial and normal question when you meet somebody how many kids do you have like it's a very tough question to answer for someone who's gone through pregnancy loss um because 
you know, it's a light and fun environment. You don't want to drop a bomb necessarily and make <laughs> mm, someone yes. feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it also it feels like a disservice to our two babies in heaven if we don't acknowledge yeah. that we yeah. they're ours too. Um, so that that's something we have to navigate, and, and everyone answers that question differently. Yeah. But sometimes you can us, just say four and move on, right? They don't they don't yeah. have to know yeah. the details. They, hope they don't ask any questions. Yeah, my, we got four. My my hairdresser thinks I have four kids running around here. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, need to go into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and speaking of running around, I want to give you oh. one more opportunity to. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of running around, I want to give you one more opportunity to. How do we find out more about the event and when is it? So um, we have a website out of the ashes, 5k.com. Um, and the race will be on October 22nd here in Charlotte locally. We also have a virtual opportunity, um, too. So for those that might be out of town that weekend or aren't in Charlotte, you can still participate, um, virtually. So again, it's out of the ashes, 5k.com. Got it. Theo and Brittany Fascinoli. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story and that of your children and of this event that you're putting on to help these other families come to grips with all Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.